Hey everybody, you're listening to Very Decent Chats, your weekly podcast with educational, inspirational and hopefully entertaining content about life hacks, relationships, spirituality, leadership, theology, comedy, uh, communication skills, creativity. <laughs> it's really about everything I find interesting and worth discussing. I'm really glad you could join me. My name is Andy Glowacki. I am your host. Let's dive in to this week's episode. Hello, my friends. Hope you are doing well. Welcome back to Very Decent Chats. I'm really glad you could join me this week. In this episode, I am having a very decent chat with my good friend, Glenn Walker. Uh, Glenn is an absolute legend. He is my inspiration. And I often say that when I grow up, I want to be just like him. Uh, Glenn also has an amazing story of how his whole life turned around. And I really believe that you'll benefit from hearing his story. I'll be back at the end just to say a few more things. But for now, let's jump straight into my very decent chat with Glenn Walker. <laughs> and today That's is good. what? First week of, second week of January. So you were saying before it feels a little bit like a holiday yeah. being here? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I can, which I can is get good. That. I feel like I'm on holiday being here right Yeah, now. which is good and bad. It's good because... It's always good to be on a holiday, <coughs> yeah. And it's bad because I'm not getting much work done, <laughs> so I'm just relaxing. Yeah. So true. Well, I mean, you could do all sorts of work here. Though. I mean, you you could read, you could write. That's still work, isn't it? Mm. Still benefiting you. Are you writing? Finally, uh, I, I've, I'm writing in my head. Like <laughs> the pen hasn't <laughs> hit the paper yet, but yeah, I, I, you know, you know, as we've been speaking, and I, we've, I've been talking about it for a number of years about writing a book. I have made a start, but. You I have guess. a great story to tell, man, so you should yeah. write it. I think it's like a lot of people, they have this, yes, I, you know, this desire to write and, you know, then the reality hits and it's like busyness and kids and the, everything else going on around it. But I, I think, you know, you just need to make us, what I'm learning now is that you just need to actually make a space and be deliberate about it because if you don't, you just never write it. You just never write. It just won't yeah. happen, you know. So you have to, you have to actually deliberately make the time and the the, the space to do it. Mm. Yeah, you, you actually have to. But start. I haven't just haven't done that. I'm not. I haven't been good enough yet to do it. You know, I haven't. Yeah. Been, I haven't been good at that. So, but you still like, you you still think about it, don't you? Like you said before, you write in your head. Yeah. So you've got the. Oh yeah, absolutely. You sort of story down and for sure you've got the outline. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely burning on my heart. It's a desire that I. I have to to get this out, and, yeah. you know, and, and and I guess you know tell the world about what God's done in my life and how He's changed yeah. my life and how He can change others' lives as a result. Yeah. You know, I've just seen what He's done in mine. So, so okay. So I was thinking, since you've got this story in your head, and you've been thinking about this for a while, and it's your story, so you can you can tell it best. I was wondering if we could have a very decent chat about this story. Sure, absolutely. And that that way you don't have to mm. think about how to write it. You can just listen back to this chat and then yeah. just write it down. So when <laughs> when 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 was when did you first hear about my testimony? Was um, man, I think I think two thousand eleven ish, maybe. Yes, we met in two thousand nine, I think, or two thousand ten, mm. uh, and then we studied together for a while. That's right. Yeah, we went to seminary to to Bible college. Yeah, and then. Yeah, I think halfway through. So I think I finished 2012-ish and then you still kept yeah. going, I think. Yeah, so basically, uh, for your listeners, I 
Um, hadn't been a Christian uh, until, you know, I was 31. Mm. And um, So how did, yeah, you, so how did you become a Christian? What, what I hadn't happened? been influenced by by Christians or, or by my parents being Christians or, you know, so I, I wasn't born into it. You know, I went to church for weddings and funerals. Uh, I saw them on the side of the road. They looked pretty, you know, some of them. Uh, and I, my whole concept of a church was basically the building and, and you know, yeah. I knew that Jesus and God were, were probably related to that somewhere along the line as well. <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? So that was yeah. my whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my whole, you know, sort of understanding of, of, of Christianity and the church. It wasn't until I... Uh, discovered a personal relationship with God that mm. that all sort of turned on its head. So what was going on in your life before you actually discovered Jesus and Christianity and, and, and faith and all this stuff and, and church and what was going on? Because you said you were, what, 30, 31 when you became a Christian? So yeah. that's 30 years of your life without <clears throat> Jesus, Absolutely. without faith. Yeah. So what was, what was going on? Yeah, so um, I guess like many people in this world, you know, we have crises, we have... Um, challenges and, and struggles, you know, some worse than others, mm. you know, I mean, and, and I guess they, they all mean something to all of us individually. They, some others, someone's struggle might seem insignificant to another, but it's all relevant and it's all real to the, the person. So my, my challenge and struggle at the time was, um, was uh, a, a marriage um, separation, mm. a divorce um, with, uh, you know, we had one child and... <clears throat> I guess, you know, for me, it was a, a you know, it was a very sort of a abusive marriage. It was a marriage that, um, you know, uh, was one of discouragement and, um, you know, pulling down the other person and, and you know, it was, it was a, mm. a, I guess it induced, you know, depression and anxiety and all these things that, you know, you find yourself and, you, you, you know, in a, a place of hopelessness. Yeah. <clears throat> which... Um, I guess if I hadn't gone down that that road, you know, I may not have looked anywhere else for for, for something. You know, I wouldn't have called out to God, or you know, I wouldn't have, uh, you know, needed to to have anything. You know, most of the the world, you know, in, in the Western world especially, we have so many luxuries and so many comforts that you know, mm. who needs God when we have money and 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 food? You know, yeah. so you know, it's so uh, you're saying. It's almost like being in this desperation, in this horrible situation, mm. you know, your marriage falling apart or being abusive or, you know, Absolutely, whatever happens yeah. there, it, it, that sort of actually mm. contributed to you looking for, were you looking for Jesus or did Jesus find you? I, actually, you know, in a lot of ways, I was looking for something, right. you know, I was, I was looking for life, I was looking for, for hope, I was looking, I knew that in my heart that there was something better, that something could be better, but it was like there was a big cloud over it that it just couldn't get any better and, mm. you know, it was a hopeless situation. But I, I knew, you know, God's created us in his, in his image for love, for faith, for hope. So I knew deep down that there was something out there, but I just did not, not know how to access it. And so did you look for, for help outside of faith and church before you, uh, with your marriage before you turned to God or like what happened there, if you're comfortable talking about it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I looked... For I guess uh, I picked a book of Buddha up and you know um, tried you know that sort of stuff yoga and you know mm -hmm. you, you experiment with all these different things trying yeah. to improve yourself you know we want to 
mitigate our suffering somehow and as a human and it's like we search for things to do it you know i remember laying on the lawn one day and hoping that the, that i'd get energy from the middle of the grass you know from the from the, right. from, the from the earth yeah <clears throat> okay. so yeah i think as as humans we, we we're searching you know god has made a part in our heart that only he can feel so we're looking for that love that only he can provide mm. you know but, but you know we often turn our backs to god and think oh what can god do but yeah, so yeah, I think God actually was was revealing Himself to me. I think that would be the, the better word, revealing mm-hmm. Himself to me over over time through people, through circumstances, you know. And uh, you know, there was there was a number of people that were sharing uh, their faith with me and and telling me about God in sort of concession, you know, very short concession, you know, like in, in short bursts that was like. Mm-hmm. This is this is unbelievable that yeah, yeah. that all these people would come up to me and tell me about God and in in such a short time. <clears throat> okay, so that's that's probably a story in itself as well. How that yeah, happened. oh, absolutely, yeah. Cool. So, okay. so back to you, Andy. Back to me. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Right. Um, it's all right. So this is about yeah. me, isn't it? Actually, not about me. It's about Jesus. But yeah. that's a bit of a cliche. Amen. You think yeah. it's a cliche? Um, or is it actually something that's true? But I think we've said that. it so many times. <clears throat> no, it is about Jesus. It's all yeah. about Jesus. But it's, um, it's a very Christianese thing to say. But yeah, but it's it's true, nevertheless. Oh, it is think, absolutely. Yeah. It's all about God. It really is. And I think that was one of the the pivotal parts in my life when I made it all about Jesus. All of the pressure came off of me, you know, mm. because in life we make it all about ourselves, our feelings, our wants, our desires, our motives. Our everything, me, 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 and that's when we carry all the weight. So can you can you talk about this a bit more? Because I actually hear people say similar things. Yeah. Like you know, uh, uh, like I'm trying to make it all about Jesus, and it doesn't work for them. And they mm. say, you know what? Maybe Jesus is just one of those things that people are searching for. Like you mentioned, you search yeah. for like energy from the grass or yoga yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. Jesus is just one of those. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, mm. let's move on and find something else. Yeah. So can you talk a bit more about what you mean and and well I think it's about it to, it's about submitting to God it's about full submission and saying how, what sur- does that look surrendering like? to God yeah. and saying God you know what I can't do this in my own strength I keep crashing you know here's the keys to my life you take the keys mm-hmm. you drive you know so it's about giving your whole heart to Jesus mm-hmm. and I think a lot of a lot of the time you know as people as humans we want to hold on to part of our heart we want to hold on to it because you know we don't want to trust someone else with a we know better, you know, generally uh, that would come from pride and insecurity, which we all have. Um, but, you know, it, it often takes bottom times yeah. to say, okay, you know, flip, I, I, I can't do this on my own. Mm. I actually can't do it. I need, I need a saviour. I need God to do it. So it's good and bad when you're at your rock bottom because you don't have anything left so you have to give it up you know mm. as you were talking about the guys and the in, that was interviewing people with the fires you know he was going around and saying you know there's yeah. people out there calling out to god and praying that would normally never pray yeah because they're in desperation they're in desperate times their house is about to be burnt down so what what's left mm. we know subconsciously what's left yeah. and that is god god help mm. me so so how did you how did you know to turn to god did someone tell you or well, yeah as I was saying there's a, a number of people um, coming up to me and telling me about God and you know through different circumstances um, I had an ad on in the paper and a guy came around to, to buy some car parts and he 
shared his faith with me. I'm like, you know, and another guy, a late lady down the road, she came up and, and uh, was invited me to church and gave me different scriptures and mm. to read and put cards on my car. And so there's all these things happening um, to me through other people, you know. Um, and I, I remember going for walks and I was just sensing like God was revealing himself to me through creation. Mm. Just starting to speak softly to my heart as I was walking and, you know, different things like that. But, yeah, it, um, it wasn't until, you know, one person that was very special in my life mm. told me about God. Like explicitly told you what? The so, story yeah, of Jesus? So I think it was at my ultimate desperation, a desperate time. You know, I was on my hands and knees and I was empty and I had nothing left. Uh, I, I was contemplating suicide and ending my life. Mm. Um, I was, it was just my son and I. Uh, he was four and a half at the time at my parents' house and we um, were there on, there on our own. And I couldn't look after myself, barely, barely, you know, let alone look after a four and a, four and a half year old yep. uh, kid. So I just, you know, I was in a ball of tears on the floor on my hands and knees and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. You know, there's nothing left, you know, lies of the enemy, you know, all that sort of stuff. And my son came up to me when he was four and a half and he uh, lifted my head off the ground. And I was like, "What's going on here?" Yeah. He looked in, looked me right in the eye, and he said, with all, all you know, confidence, "Daddy, God loves you." Wow. And I was like, "What? What for, do you mean, Daddy? For, God for, loves you?" Four and a half years old, yeah. Yeah, four and a half, and and you know, he he said that, and I said, "What? What are you? What are you talking about? What do you? What do you mean, God loves me?" And he said, "Daddy, it's okay. He is here with you right now." And from that moment on, I, I had this hope burst in my heart you know it the room got brighter mm. something had changed something had shifted in in my heart yeah and, yeah. I, and I just knew then that wow okay you know something is here something there's something that that, that I need to know you <laughs> know people have been telling me that I hadn't really listened to around the traps and then my son tells me that God loves me <clears throat> right at that time when you know I was it was like, the hardest it time was, this yeah. is it, you know, it's either now or never. Wow. You know, so. That's powerful. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. How, did, how, did, how did it happen that your son, being four and a half, hmm. how did he know what to say to you? Do you think there is a, it's purely spiritual and we can't explain it or is there anything that yeah. can explain it potentially? Or? Well, I believe myself absolutely that God used him at that time, hmm. you know, to, 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 talk to, to you. share that message yep. with me. So you know, undoubtedly, because it was just too like, coincidental, you know, it was just right on point. You know, it's, my heart was spoken to exactly how it was meant to be spoken to at the right time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I truly believe that that was from from a message from God to me. Um, but he actually went to a uh, childcare centre. Um, no one was Christians at, at the time, but we just thought it was a convenient place to, to, to put him in. Yeah. And the child care centre uh, was a Christian-based child care centre and he later told me that they'd um, read the Bible to him and they'd, they'd talked to him about God and he made a decision for Jesus. Mm. So that, you know, he was obviously, became a Christian when he was young and, and found Jesus and then, and then passed that message on to me at the right time. 
Wow. So God rescued him to rescue me, basically. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. This could be a line in your book. Absolutely, yes. yes. I, well, yeah, I am like gently pushing you to no, thanks, actually write stuff down. I need people like you in my life. Amen. I need, I'm, I'm here to help. I need encouragers. Sometimes it's a gentle push every now and then, maybe even a harder push every now and then might, might help as well. That's it. I'm, I'm I won't get offended. <laughs> I'm happy to help any way I can. So this is a pre-book writing interview that we're having right now. Correct. So yes. we'll, we'll have another one after Absolutely. I write the book. <laughs> as soon as you write the book... Let me know. We'll have you back on the podcast. Absolutely. Love to. And then the movie? We'll... <laughs> <laughs> I love your passion. It's good. <laughs> It'll be very decent I'll chat just... after. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, what I really like about your story is, or any story that involves you know, people experiencing uh, Jesus and coming to faith, yeah. is that it's not um, overly theological. It's not like you know, mm. you're not preaching like doctrine to people or you're not trying to create an atmosphere of a theological debate, but it's just, it's a real story. It's a real thing that you experienced. Yeah. And like with any story, any experience that people have, um, it's not something that people can negate, right? Yeah. It's not something that people can say, no, it's not true. It's not real. Exactly. Well, yeah. It's a testimony and there's yeah. power. God puts power on testimonies. So it's it's an invitation for consideration mm. rather than debate, right? You're not oh, absolutely. you're not talking it's, to people about your story because you want to debate them. You yeah. just want to share. I can't prove anyone to anyone that it happened to me. Yeah, I really can't. Well, but don't you think you can? I mean, because your life has changed dramatically. Right? Well, I guess yeah. That that that's one way that someone can see a result of what happened. Absolutely, mm. and you know, many people have said, you know, wow, what's going on with you? You know, yeah. your, your life has turned around. And your life has changed. Yep. Um, but one thing we did leave out, I actually, a week later, I decided to go to church. A week later from when from your when son Flint told, told me you that, that God, God loves you. Me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So talk about that. So, yeah, I, I, um, there was a, an invitation at the child care center for a, for a music class for, for, for kids to, uh, to, to join in on it at the church that was next to the child care center. Mm. So I thought, oh, yeah, that, that'll be good. That'll be uh, somewhere good to go and. I can drop the boy off there, and then I can go and uh, go and have communion at the pub. <laughs> Couple of beers, <laughs> and, and some some crackers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't touch the beer nuts, though. People, people, you know, don't wash their hands and stuff. Right. But um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, so that was my sort of uh, yep. way of you know chilling out and. Going to church was was the pub, which is probably the wrong place the to be. The pub at. was your church, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Sort of drowning your sorrows, but um, I dropped him off at the church that Sunday afternoon, and as I was walking out, I heard some worship music playing at a sun at the Sunday uh, after uh, evening service. So as I was walking out, I had the same emotion that I had when Flynn said that Daddy God loves you. Mm. So I was like, whoa, this is crazy. I started sort of weeping and, and, and it was, you know, it was really, really full on. So I, I, I turned around and I just walked back, walked into the, the auditorium, sat there and, and there was a preacher that night and, and everything he was saying was spot on and in line with, with uh, you know, what I was going on with him, what was happening in my life, what was, you know, the transition that I was making with, with God and, you know, everything about it was just, you know, I, I thought I was being set up. I thought someone set me up here. Mm. You know, they know my life and they've told this guy wow. and he's tell, telling him, you know. So, so that, that's how accurate it was. Absolutely. So at the end of the service, he said, uh, you know, if you want to invite Jesus into your life, make him your Lord and Savior. 
um, put your hand up and, and say this prayer and invite him into your life. So I thought, wow, okay, this is crazy. You know, do I really want to be a part of this? And, you know, it was my, the heart rate was up and I was like really nervous. I was like, what am I doing here? And mm. it was like there was a, a fight from, from good and evil, you know. Mm. The enemy wanted me to stay on his side and God was like gently, you know, persuading me to come to his side. And so I just made the decision and said, well, you know, I've got nothing to lose here. Put my hand up and as soon as I put my hand up, I saw Jesus hold my hand. And he's, he held my hand and he said, I love you and I'm never, ever going to let you go. So what do you mean when you when you say that? Did you have a vision? Maybe. Or? I guess you could call it a vision. Okay. But I saw him, yeah. It's like actually physically you could see your I hand. See, I saw his hand hold mine. Like coming down from heaven or something. Yeah. Wow. I could see a white robe. Everything. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like I can't believe I'm saying that. I'm not crazy, by the way. But yeah, I saw his hand and he said, I, and I, I love you and I'm never going to let you go. And I felt him hold the weight. Of my sin, the weight of, of of my troubles, all in all in seconds. You know, it was nanoseconds. And even in that split second, depression that I'd suffered with for, you know, five odd years, anxiety was all gone, like literally gone. Things debilitating anxiety and, and hopelessness, and you know, I, I even had things like agoraphobia. Everything like that was literally gone, like miraculously gone in seconds, nanosecond. It was like a lightning bolt hit me from heaven. Mm. that's how I knew I was like man wow okay God is real you know this has just happened to me you know mm. and I, I guess everyone's story is different but this is yeah. the way he reached out to me and and uh, that's awesome yeah absolutely that is that's an amazing and my story. life turned around and um, everyone could see it everyone mm. saw that something was different in me and uh, I, I approached life differently you know God had give, had sort of grabbed a compass in my heart turned it and showed me the direction to go in and yeah. Um, I had purpose. Yeah, yeah, I think that was a big thing. I never had purpose before. I was like a, a ship without a rudder on the ocean being tossed around by the waves. Mm. And now I had I had a direction. I had purpose. Wow. That's amazing. You know, I think just going back to what I said before about, uh, you know, your story, your testimony, or however you want to uh, name it, yep. being an invitation for, um, not for debate, not for discussion, but for just consideration. Absolutely, yeah. I think... It's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, people often don't really value their stories and testimonies, like mm. people that think of evangelism, right? Yeah. So when we talk about evangelism, we talk about sharing the message of Jesus, mm -hmm. which is the gospel or, um, you know, doctrinal theological ideas, yeah. trying to convince people that, you know... Mm. They're going to hell if they don't repent, or however. Oh, yeah. And we don't actually really value what happened to us and our stories. Yeah. Uh, and in your case, I mean, your story is so powerful and so transformative. Mm. If I had a story like this, that's that's the first thing I would want to be sharing. Mm. So absolutely, yeah. there is a conversation that comes up about Jesus. That's the first thing mm. I will be I will be saying. Look, yeah. I used to be this. I used to have a terrible family life. My marriage sucked. Mm. I experienced what I experienced. I found Jesus, or Jesus found me. Yeah, I've got a new life now. Absolutely. How do you how do you find that in your interactions with, yeah, with I think people? Do you, do you do you tell the story often, and how do people respond? Definitely, yeah. I, I it's revolutionized the way that I, I evangelize. I mean, well, I mean, I've never really evangelized before. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess it's maybe you evangelize people for going to to the pub <laughs> with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try this beer over here. No. Is it? <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think it's a, definitely an incredible tool that yeah. God has given us 
you know, the power of our testimony to reach others. And, you know, it's, it has an authenticity behind it that is unmistakable and it's, it's almost undeniable. Like, mm. you know, when you, you, you have a, a testimony that, that speaks volumes and it's, it, it has power behind it, you know, people generally are interested whether they believe you or not. It's, it's sort of, it's up to them, but yeah, it's, it's definitely engaging. So it gives you that open door to, to, to come in and to, to share your faith with people and to let you, let them know that what God's yeah. done in your life and to, to how God is, you know, is good. And Because your, your purpose is not to convince them of something. Your purpose is just to share your story, right? Exactly. So yeah, that takes yeah. off a lot of pressure. I well, think, think well. you know, we can, you know, we can, God, Jesus has told us to be fishers of men, you know, but the Holy Spirit is a catcher of men. Oh, okay. That's, so that's we, cool. So we can... Share our faith, and and you know, at, at God has created us, uh, created us all with free will. So we ultimately make that decision for God out of our own free will. Mm. So I think the testimony is that God has, has created the testimony in people to to be able to share His love mm -hmm. in a way that isn't forceful, but displays His character through His His works. Mm. And I think that speaks volumes. Yeah. Without twisting someone's arm and or you know, or trying to or, trick, or trick someone, yeah. yeah, or instilling fear in them, or you know, oh, you must do this, or you, you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in Jesus. Mm. You know, or you know, which do you, you know, think that's going to happen? Go to hell if somebody doesn't believe in Jesus. Well, I mean, it's it's biblical. Mm. It's in the Bible. I mean, you know, I think uh, I don't think we God sends us to hell. I think we send ourselves to hell. I think by making that choice, God's given us a choice to go to heaven and to be with him. Um, so a lot of people choose their own way, which is, is the wrong way. So they're, they're, they're choosing their own pathway. Mm. But God isn't saying, I will send you to hell. He said, you know, follow me. You know, mm. I am the way. I am, I am the life. I am the truth. Yeah. No one comes to the Father except through me. So God has given us that option, which we can either take or not take, based on the free will that he's given us. Mm. Can I just quickly come back to almost the beginning of our conversation? You started where I was saying to inter interview you, or <laughs> no, so not that. This. Not Tell that. Us about not that part. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, not the part when you mentioned your um, your married life before, because now you you're married again. You yeah. uh, you remarried since yeah. your uh, divorce. Um, looking back now at your struggles in first marriage and all the terrible things that you've been through, what sort of advice would you give yourself if you could talk to yourself, to your 30-year-old self? And potentially what sort of advice would you give to people that are maybe going through a very difficult time in their marriages right now? Mm. I mean, you don't have to reveal all the secrets, obviously, in what was going on in terms of your experiences in, in your first marriage, but yeah. is there anything that you would... Yeah. The different, like how would you how would you approach it? Obviously, you've got this Christian, uh, theologically informed perspective on marriage now and what God thinks of marriage and how God would like people to be, um, you know, relating to one another in in a covenant of marriage. Mm. So that's going to inform you uh, as well. But is there anything, sort of, I don't know. I'm actually trying to I know formulate to this. Say. You yeah, know no, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so look, I would say look. To, I would tell people that are going through that situation, you know. At, at, I mean, the life is suffering. You know, we suffer. Even when we're Christians, we suffer. You know, there's bad things that happen. But all I can say is, is, is 
hold on to hope. There is always hope. Like, there's always tomorrow. Um, you know, Jesus is definitely the way. So if you're contemplating any type of faith or, or, or you know, or whatever, ask God to reveal himself to you. Ask God for the answers because we just don't have them all. You know, mm-hmm. we, we, we're selfish. We base a lot of our decisions on our own desires. You know, we we make things all about us. You know, I think that's my perspective change there. And if I can give anyone any advice is stop making life all about you because it's actually not. So when you were suffering and going through all the things, do you feel like you were making this about yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah because it, How so? I only had me, you know. There was, there was not, you know, I didn't have a, a, a godly perspective. I, I didn't have a servant heart. It was all about me, what I could get for myself, how I felt, you know. And when we look inward, mm. that's all we're going to see is ourselves and our problems and our fears and our insecurities. You know, we need... We need a fixer. We need a we need a rescuer. We need a, a, a savior. We need God, mm. and that is the only way that we can begin the process of of, of healing and and mending ourselves and becoming uh, more selfless and dying to the the parts of us that that keep us unhealthy. Mm. So my advice to anyone would be to you know stop making it all about yourself, yeah, and ask God to to reveal Himself to you and to to start directing you in the destiny that you have for your life, not your own destiny. Because we have a destiny for our own lives based on our insecurities or, you know, who we want to please in the world or who we want to, you know, make happy. But God has a destiny for our lives and that is where you will find your true purpose. Mm. So big advice is to become a Christian. Turn to Jesus. Well, I, I, I mean, that was definitely the, the answer for that, me. And, yeah. and I've seen it, it, it. You know, Jesus is the answer, definitely. You know, I, I'll yeah. stand by that with all my heart, not just because of my own testimony, but because of others' testimonies that I've seen and people that have, have come from death to life, yeah. uh, you know, in, by making that just that one decision. God mm. has given us all a measure of faith. Mm. It's just, you know, by faith we receive him. Mm. And by confessing his name and believing in our heart that he is the son of God. It says in the Bible that we will we'll be saved. Yeah. I uh, I'm just thinking now, just processing what you're saying. You know, it's been over two thousand years since Jesus was around, according yep. to the New Testament mm-hmm. scriptures, and over the last two thousand years, there's been a lot of um, Christian interpretation. Right, the, the history of Christian church is fairly long. Mm. And, you know, if I, if I may be so honest and then put it so bluntly, I think there's a lot of Christian crap out oh, there for sure. on yeah. the internet and yeah. whatever, like if you're researching Where how to become people, a Christian. there's Christian crap, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and actually I've spoken with a few people that, you know, were, were searching for hope, I guess, and mm. whether it was a similar situation to yours or any other situation, and they were trying to turn to Jesus or to faith through yeah. Christian people or churches, mm. and they actually, you know, got profoundly disappointed mm. uh, because the teaching was off, or it was just mm. something that was crap <laughs> with yeah. a Christian label on it, right? Yeah. So I'm just thinking, how do you know that you are finding yourself in the right place apart from trusting God? As that, in, in the right church, man. Well, right church, right Christian influence. 
yeah, yeah. right uh, I think right the, teaching yeah right. I think this is the this is the issue I mean you know people when they do find God or they are searching they sort of just put their trust in people that know more than them mm. which is can be dangerous but so I guess you know everyone or not everyone I guess there's, there's some people that will definitely stumble into their faith you know people are imperfect so they're going to meet imperfect people with with imperfect knowledge and, and imperfect uh, motives so I guess part of your Christian journey possibly will be one of tripping over at the start and 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 discovering for yourself what who God is and and hopefully not be hurt to the degree that you will turn away from God but you will just keep searching for him not through people but through a relationship with him yeah. so I mean there, and there's some fantastic churches around and I think the best churches are the ones that lead people into the arms of Jesus not the ones that lead them into the arms of their, their doctrine or their their idea of a church or their ideals mm, but one that good. leads people into the arms of Christ and helps them develop help them develop a, a personal relationship with, with Jesus as their saviour, as their counsellor, and as their God. Amen and amen. That was a great amen. sermon, Pastor Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> well done. So, yeah, yeah I good. think it's, it's just persistence, persistence yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and don't be disheartened because where there's people, there's problems. Yeah. In church, you know, people are, are stained by their thoughts and their, their sin and, you know, they may have a relationship with God as well, but, you know, they often have their own perspectives and, and, and ways that they see even the Bible through. So mm. it's just developing a relationship with God and just seeking, seeking um, uh, good teachings and reading the Bible yourself and, and getting God to speak to you through, through his word, through the Logos and... Also, the rhema by him speaking to you through prayer. Mm. Yeah, I think it's important to have the right people to guide you as well. Right? Yeah, so oh, absolutely. Yeah, discipleship yeah, is absolutely. A, it's critical. It's an exercise that you know it's not yeah. just you and Jesus in the Bible, I guess, mm. but it's the right people around you. That's right, and it's, um, it's great when you get the right people around you. Yeah, and if you don't, keep looking for the right people because the they are out there. Yeah. All right. Great. Good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All is clear. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that, but. Um, I think we've had a good chat. We've had a decent uh, Very discussion. decent <laughs> chat. Thanks for doing this, Glenn. Uh, you're uh, welcome. Appreciate you and, and Thank you. the time you've given me. Anytime. It's, it's, it's good. Like I, I love sharing my testimony. It always encourages me when I reshare it. It always makes it real again. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it brings me back. So yeah, I want to thank you today. You're welcome. For facilitating me to share my testimony once again. And if there's anyone else out there, that can hear my testimony, it can inspire them just to ask or reach out to Christ yeah. when they're going through a hard time or a time of discouragement or a time of crisis, reach out to Jesus. He's there for you. I'm just a vessel, man, so I'm happy to facilitate and help and yeah. word, get your message yeah. out there. Loving that moustache, by the way, as well, Andy. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, all, that's all that matters, isn't it? <laughs> This is the end of my very decent chat with Glenn. Uh, I had to end it there because Glenn was paying me out too much and it just wasn't funny anymore. So I um, conveniently stopped recording. Sorry, Glenn.
It was an accident, I promise. Anyways, uh, this episode was recorded in January in a beautiful house with a large living room. And so that's why it's a bit echoey at times. And also, Glenn and I got a bit excited during our chat and we kept on accidentally moving the microphones. So that's what those annoying noises are, those annoying sounds that you can hear in the background. I hope that it didn't get in your way too much. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you found this chat to be very decent. Uh, before I go, let me just quickly mention a few things. Firstly, you can subscribe to Very Decent Chats on iTunes, Spotify, and all the other podcast providers that you might be using. Uh, secondly, feel free to review Very Decent Chats on iTunes or social media. And thirdly, speaking of social media, you can like and follow Very Decent Chats on Facebook and Instagram. And that's how you can join the community of Very Decent Chats enthusiasts. All right. That's it from me. Have an amazing week. You've been listening to Very Decent Chats. My name is Andy Glowacki and as always, it was my pleasure to be your host for this episode.